Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out, yeah. Today is a new day, let's season now and get hype. We talking about our careers, our family and just life, yeah. Share my story with you, inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gon' keep it live, I keep episodes on replay, ayy. Real 45, yeah, Real 45. Show them how we do it, man, yeah. Yeah, welcome to episode 13. 13 it is, right? Yeah, 13. With uh, a very special guest. Of course, every guest is special, but we're uh, we're here with our, our awesome Real 45 podcast that's growing. Well, for us, it's growing anyway, right? I'm Greg Hancock, here with my partner in crime, Stefan Janelle. Stefan, how's it going? It's going good. I'm in California. I'm really enjoying it. California, so... You've had quite an interesting trip so far. Do we? Uh, we can make an episode just about your trip here, which we probably should. We should in a later episode. But in this in this episode, we have a really cool guest. I think. I think he's pretty cool too. I've known him for a while, so like he's like, known me longer than I've known him. Oh, huh? so he's known me for like forty seven years, almost forty eight years now. That's cool. Yeah, I've uh, got a really cool guest here. We got Brother Dave in the house. Welcome! I don't know why I say in the house. That makes me sound cool, but... In your house. <laughs> we're in, in his house. We're in his house. <laughs> Davey? Well, hey, what a great feeling. <laughs> it's, it's, what a tough lead-up. I mean, I got to follow Monster Joe. Wow! Yeah, it's What a easy. great podcast. Did you like that one? Oh, he's he's something else. He's a rad dude, huh? He's, yeah. And, he you, and we only really kind of scratched the surface of what what he's done. And I mean, we got so much information out of that. And that dude's intense. He's done. There's so much more to his story. It would be fun to talk more, but you know, it's, right on. That's life, right? He, he's he's bitching and stoked that he he made the time because he was on like a full on whirlwind tour trip here. He did, he was here for just like 36 hours or something ridiculous. Yeah. That's how we feel when we see you yeah. and the family. <laughs> Three months in and out. It's, well, you know, he just it goes quick. It does. You just roll with it, right? You just gotta. Yeah. I'm afraid to sit still for too long because then I might get lazy or something. Nah, you. We're all good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, this this is not about me. No. This is this is all about uh, brother Dave. Okay. For a number of reasons, and we tried to wind back the wheel of my career to begin with, and. That goes back to, you can tell me more about me than I can tell about myself, because you, Brother Dave's like five and a half years older than me, so he knows stuff about me that many of you don't know, and hopefully he's not going to reveal too much today, but he might, he might say a thing or two, but uh, he's been fun, because we've, we've reminisced a little bit about our early years growing up in Fullerton, California, and... A lot of those real early years, I don't even remember because I was pretty small. So, two or two or three years ago, you gave me a little tour or three Fullerton, and showed me a couple of things and enlightened me on on some of the places that we had lived, and things that we did, and told me things that I didn't know. And if I did, I had forgotten them sadly. But it was super, super cool. So, uh, there's still more that we want to talk about. But, uh, uh, oh yeah, I mean, that was that was a memory lane for me too. I mean, how fun was that? Just driving to where? I mean, gosh, I think it, the house you were born in, I believe, to my best memory, 
Remember, this is my best memory. Doesn't make it exactly correct. <laughs> um, I've I've led a pretty fun life. So, <laughs> what you're going to hear from me is my best recollection of what we did. Which you know, we had a great childhood. We did um, at the real young ages with Greg. Um, <laughs> We played a lot of outdoor games, you know. I mean, like when we lived at the beach in Sunset. Uh, I remember playing, a, like, um, cowboys and Indians or, or the good, the bad, and the ugly. At the Which, beach? Yeah. Wow. At uh, Stan's place. I mean, that, yeah. my mom's work was at a beach right there. It's on the bay. I'm sure mom had probably talked about that. That's being color. Yeah. Or no. And we didn't dive into that too much. But, no. But... Because, I mean, we, we flipped through it really fast, but we were trying to go through so many stories, and you can dig so deep into one particular thing, but it was really fast where we went through it, and, like, Sunset Beach, where we, when we that, lived there, that, that was, was even a short yeah, time, right? That was, yeah, and that was probably before anything with the motorcycles. That all came about Gage, when we met the Corys. Time, yeah. Right? And, you know, all those people came in to play the bowlers, and... And that's where we started getting into riding bikes a lot more and, you know, doing wheelies. Wheelies were the big thing. And the Corey family, there you go. Obviously, this is, you know, yeah. my career being Speedway. Everyone that's listening, hopefully that's listening anyway, is, knows the Corey family and Ronnie Corey, especially because of his awesome career in Europe and, and so forth. But, yeah, we knew <laughs> them before it was Speedway. Well, and the funny story is, is Ronnie wasn't, we talked the Corys into racing. I mean, I, I went and begged the older brother first. We needed somebody to ride. I was like the only junior speedway rider. I had to travel up north to go ride whenever. That's where I met, you know, so many people. I'm from when I was like 14 years old. I got this sponsorship from a guy named uh, Ron Brennan. Thanks to, I mean, oh, yeah. our friend Bobby Schwartz. I mean, I, now I'm going sidetrack. I don't know where no, go, where go to go with this. Yeah, that's right. That's where we're going. Okay. Um, <laughs> But this gets, kind of leads away from your... Well, it'll lead into your story. But that's... This is your where, story, dude. Where it, yeah, where <laughs> it started for me was, was through Bobby Schwartz. When he lived down on the island with us, mm-hmm. um, I didn't have anything to do on a Sunday, and, and Bob said, hey, you want to go out and watch me practice? How old were you then? I must have been about 12 years old, 13. I think I started, my first time on a speedo bike, I was 13 years old. And uh, I was just out and watching Bob ride, and this gentleman walks up, Ron Brennan's his name, and said, hey, he told Bobby, I got this junior speedway bike, I just need somebody to ride it. And Bobby looked at me and said, you interested? And it went from there. Is that how it went, really? That's exactly right. I went, and, um, I don't know I don't know how the, the amount of time, but I went and I met with Ron, I sat down to dinner, Mom took me to his house, I sat down to dinner, and we talked about a plan of learning how to ride speedway, and he had a... A third division rider, which Rusty Jennings, if you're listening, he was like my my teammate. Wow. That's for the very beginning. And Rusty Jennings. They took me out to Elsinore, the same track, and Keith Crisco was like my first trainer. He taught me how to slide. The Crisco kid. Yeah, it was, you know, and to this day, if I was ever to teach somebody how to ride a speedway bike, it would be exactly the way Keith Crisco taught me. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Because it's still the same for me. When I when I teach, I teach. Obviously, there was a, quite a few guys around when I started like that too. But it's like I, I most I refer to Mike Bast, and I refer to Bobby Schwartz, and I refer to John Cook. But the names that stand out most for me, as we were talking about earlier too, is like guys like Steve Lucero, 
who I've mentioned once before, but there's so many key points to guys like that that have said things to me that I can just, I, I can reminisce and remember that stuff like yesterday where I can't remember what I did last month. <laughs> the very first race, junior speedway race I ever got to go to was at Hanford. And Steve Lacero, who was the exact same age as me, was racing full-size 500s because it wasn't a sanctioned track. And my first race, I got to race against Scotty Brandt, who was a ripper at, I think, eight years old, seven years old, super fast. And everybody said, watch out for the... I was, you know, 13, so I was a bigger kid. Yeah. This little eight-year-old just, yeah, just smoked me. Wow. But that was... He was, he was righteous back then. And, and Lucero was out kicking butt at, at 13 years old. You know, he was good. When you say it like that, too, you had... Nicero and we talk about Crisco and that whole gang of guys you never want to leave a name out because they, there were so many dudes who were so influential to us with Dennis Briggs and Randy Blevins oh, and Kenny God. Benchek and all these guys that were that it just feels like you we had so many teachers but at the same time we were learning with them it was those guys that let me ride the 500s early on yours or, or Kenny's and Randy Blevins and, and Dennis and it was we were learning constantly from either top dudes right down to guys that were just doing it for fun or having a good time, you know. But Keith Crisco, who eventually lived with us too and built engines for us and all sorts of stuff, it's like you now you bring back more and just open more to the whole story. It's Oh, and he's got a story. Boy, yeah. Keith Crisco, wow. But you were 13 when you Very did first, you first. Yeah. Then you were eight Seven and a half, eight? Yeah, it would have been. It was yeah, like, it was like a second year or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Do you remember anything about this? The first times? I remember him riding because I was, obviously I was younger, but I was super envious, jealous because I just wanted to be him at that stage. I just felt, I, I'm too young, I'm too short, I'm too little. <laughs> and there he was. I remember Ron Brennan and I remember Dave with the, the suit that he had first and then you had that blue and white was it their like their team suit or you got a suit from somebody no, the, was... the first pair of leathers was the Hancock Designs leathers Bob gave to me because you know he got me the ride so you wore a blue and white suit somewhere though there's pictures of you wearing... that's not me that's John Cryer I was ready I'd race that guy I didn't, you didn't blue wear and that. white you didn't borrow his suit or anything I, I feel like I maybe I got it wrong there's, there's a good chance I remember the Hancock remember, you remember you're talking that could be something I had borrowed I mean there wouldn't be the first time or the last time that I had to borrow or Forgot something and borrowed a pair of leathers because you forgot. And, I mean, or when you first tried it or something like that? Could it not have been like maybe, that or no? No, because the first time I went, that was Bob saying, it's like, here you go. You yeah, know? Those leathers, right. Because those right. came from Dad. Those yeah. were Dad's leathers and just like passed them down. Hand me down, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But you, you got this bike and tried to start racing. When did your parents got involved in everything? You know, I want to say it was about a year past, and, and nothing was really going. And, and Dad, he, Bill Hancock, my dad, I have two fathers. I, Bill Schneider's my, my born father. That's how I'm born to, Bill, Han, Bill Schneider. Bill Hancock was my adopted father who, to this day, I'll never forget my mom asking me. We're right by the Fullerton Police Department. I was driving in a yellow Volkswagen, and she asked me, what name would you like to use? Schneider or Hancock and I, I said Hancock and from then on 
I mean, I got a driver's license. I get throughout until I moved, as the story will go later. But then it was hard to change my name back to my God-given name, my birth certificate name. Uh-huh. And now in the state of California, when I moved back, now I cannot change my name. It's now legally David Hancock Schneider. It says right on my driver's license. Right on. Oh. What about Lee? It's in there, too. Oh, okay. Still David Lee. Lee Hancock Schneider. Too many names. <laughs> now you sound like a Scandinavian. It's weird, right? Like a bunch of names. You can have, like, <laughs> Large Eric. Oh, I see. So. Yeah. yeah. So then Dad, I think, I'd say it's about a year or so went on, and he kind of started getting involved, and we tried to get bikes because he wanted Greg to ride. Ah. And he was actually, him and I were going to Nevada. He'd take me up to Nevada and ride, I don't know, it was a Tuesday night, it seemed like, and we went several times. And he took me to Sacramento and I rode, and then, um, and then he got Greg involved, and that's when we needed more people. We needed to create another junior speedway. I mean, I, I say we like I was involved, but, I mean, he, this guy built the bikes. He, he dug deep from everywhere. People, I don't know how much. Yeah. No, just the tap on the table. Oh. I don't know how much was given. I, I'm sure there was quite a bit of help, I hope. Um, but I know that he, he put his whole world into this junior speedway program. So I went out to the quarries because were, we were like buddies at the time. And the oldest brother's Donnie, and he's about my age. I'm like, come on, you got to do this. you got to try this, please, you know. I had friends down the street, the Bullers. I begged them. They tried it one time. Didn't like it. Did Donnie mm-hmm. try it too, though? Donnie didn't. He didn't. But I talked Ronnie yeah. into it, and Ronnie Ronnie took to it. Yeah. You know, down the road, Scotty Corey, another great one. I mean, mm-hmm. so many people. I mean. But they were motorcycle nuts, that family, too, because where we lived in Fullerton there, I, I have... That, that was such a great time and they were those guys were they were awesome and there was like no rules back then you know so they were riding motorcycles up and down the street and they had a doom buggy that they would blast and, and we, yeah we could do a whole, we could do Darryl, a whole oh podcast on, on the quarry so yes. on just the stuff we used to do there I mean Daryl what a great guy I mean he he made things fun he had a sand rail and there's a four seater so we'd stuff four of us in it, rip down the street, through the school, through Richmond, back in the garage, boom, shut the garage, and, this was and wait for the <laughs> and wait for the cops. Oh. <laughs> and this was just dad, you know? It wasn't Super. the kids raising raising all what it was. He didn't let us get too crazy, but once in a while he would pull it out. I mean it's not like he did it every day. Let's not be ridiculous, but once in a while we got a good rip and it and the sure Fullerton cops fine. had no idea it was the Corys either, right? Well, no. he worked for the city. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool story, though. I mean, they're, cool they're such great friends. I mean, God rest Sandy's soul. She was like a mom to us. She was just the, the most wonderful the lady. Oh. God, she was wonderful. Wow. She still is, I'm sure, up there. I mean, she's making people smile. Hmm. She had to raise four boys, though. <laughs> Dude, and, and then and us, there was always more of us, and she let us all in. I yeah. mean, she let everybody in. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> that is cool. Did, did you, when you uh, started to compete in, in Speedway, uh-huh. for how many years did you, why did you stop? You got um, two questions there first. Yeah, I know. I, I, no, but that, no, but it's good though. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. I can see. But like, how many years from Junior Speedway? You went to you were like sixteen, and then up to the 
Hey, stop. Are you strangling your cat? Stop, <laughs> stop that. Be nice. Just a cat. <laughs> just kidding. I can't come up with anything quick. I'm trying. I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking going, I'm just you to start the God, I should have had something for that. What's yeah. yeah. my pussy? What can I say? What can I say? It's a pussy cat. That's what it is. It's right. a kid friendly show or not. You know? yeah. Well, you know, we just have to, when we, before we uh, put it is out. Is there a we beep in there? To, no, we just have to put on there that so there could be foul language. you don't have a fucking beep? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. That's all right. That's okay. So, sixteen. You did you go five hundred at sixteen, or did you go at sixteen? Yeah, no, I had. I waited till the actual sixteen. I actually, right when juniors took off. I mean, I got to be in one national that that Ronnie Corey won. Um, I think at that time I was probably the was probably picked to win that thing because I had more experience than anybody. But Ronnie won the thing. It wasn't oh, a truly so like the really? first ever. National. They didn't really start counting them then. Right. So, so it's like okay, the, you were in that national. And it was at San Bernardino. Mm-hmm. Is that when he was riding his Triumph 250 yeah. trophy? Yes, yes, Built yes. by, what's that guy's name, Dave? They have a, that guy that tuned the, did the motors for him, Dave something. I don't remember. Ah, anyway, he was, yeah, he was their hot rod. He was building, he built him some fast stuff. And Ronnie, you know, he was always short. Still pretty short, but I can't say much. I'm not really tall, so. But anyway, they had fast. They were, they were fast, and Ronnie was a good rider. You know, he did what he had to do to, he, he earned it, yeah, it for quite, sure. Quite the quite the combination, huh? And then I met up with uh, my super good friend to this day, Keith Schroeder, and that's when I started my, uh, when I turned 16, I got a driver's license and a, a license to ride a Speedway bike. I was, that was it. It was working Speedway as much as I could for... I don't know. I seemed like every year I broke something. It was a collarbone. Then it was a wrist. You know, it always shortened the season. And, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of things come into play at that point. Uh, at the time, there was a lot of partying. And so that played in a lot to why I didn't continue. Mm-hmm. Injury, um, yes. bad decision, bad choices. Uh, I fight a I fight a disease from those choices. I I figured it out. It took a long time. I am a recovering alcoholic and addict, truly. Cool. Um, so, for those of you who didn't know that out loud, there it is. It's cool that you say. But that. today I'm a I'm a happy guy, and that's all that counts. I have no regrets. I I made I made some bad choices, but it took all those choices to make who I am so there you have it and let's move on yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like you say that's... we could talk more about that on another one too if you'd like yeah for sure but when you go when you touch on this which is really sweet that you that you mentioned that you know for well I hope that, that I could help somebody if anybody's out there listening and wants to talk about it bro please call me yeah I have extensive knowledge <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you've definitely been through some some uh, some wild rides, you know. Yeah. And if you look back on that period, it's no shock that uh, that stuff was put out there for for the taking because it was a crazy time, and it was like it feels like today. I mean, it's obviously it's still out there today, but that well, was, was that it was, was free. It was free flowing. It was certainly free flowing, you know. And got to give it to the grin. He he stayed true. <laughs> oh wow! And uh, I. Hey, I'm proud. What can I say? And at this time, 
you have to say stop if I ask something. But at this time, you were when this did all this start? Were you eighteen, nineteen, or? Um, I don't know. I think um, <laughs> I think we're moving into a whole new subject. <laughs> oh yeah, for, <laughs> for sure. But we're, we're trying. To, we're just trying to put it into years as to. From, from the point where we started as kids to where we are today. Yeah. So, and, and how old the, you were. Yeah, because I left and went to Europe when I was 18. So we're talking Speedway our, or are we talking my no, new ta- subject? No, 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 we're, no we're talking about Speedway. So From 16 to about, I guess it was, I ruptured my spleen at, I think, 17. And that took me out for quite a while. So when I first started, my 16, I was very, very fortunate to land a, just a fantastic sponsorship from Jim Busby, which, I mean, hats off to him. He gave me everything a man could have needed to be anything I could have worked for, truly. Wow. He, I was given the best of everything, beyond a shadow of a doubt, and I, I didn't grasp that. I didn't grasp a hold of it and take it for what it was. I took it and uh, kind of exploited it and pissed it away. Honestly, because Jim would have done anything for me. I mean, sky's the limit. Yeah, right. They're, they're amazing. I mean, overall, with soup, his... Those people, the Busbys are fantastic people. Jim Busby is... Yeah. I'm, me and Jimmy Busby were just best of friends for years and years. Uh, we were fortunate to grow up with them, too, huh? Yeah. I spent a lot of time with that family from Balboa Island and the racing race with both Jimmy and David. So that was my 16th day. I think I got... I pissed that away in, in, in a year's time. As simple as that. Um, I broke my collarbone. That was and all it, in a year. It feels like that I, was I, so... Yeah, but what I did is when I broke my collarbone, as Jim Busby, the true professional racer that he was, mm-hmm. I took it as I'm done, I'm just going to go and, and heal. And he wanted to see a professional come into the shop, do what you can do with, what, even sweep, whatever. Just be that, be there. Mm-hmm. Be that guy. If you're not in school or you're not working, he wanted to see me involved in what I wanted to do. And that's what he was offering the world if I was willing to go get it, and I didn't. But in that time, when you're in that age, it's hard to... to no, and you're together. right, exactly. No, yeah. And I mean, I, sure, I could say it now, and I, I could see my mistake now, but then, heck no, it was, no. it was a good time. We moved right on to the next one and continued racing. There was always a bike available. I mean... We had so many friends. I don't know. Someone, somehow, something, I got a, a Westlake, just like a John Cook replica, man. I don't even remember where I got it from. Just Charlie Tuna put this, and Dad came up with a motor, and Kenny Benchuk or somebody, and it just kind of came together. It just happened. Wow. So many friends with so much stuff, and again, another blessing was, was blessed to me oh. multiple times. Wow. Can you remember this, Greg? When yeah, I remember a lot of this. He, you know, yeah, he, I was, at this point, I was getting a little older. Oh, yeah, and I was right in the middle of it. And and th- th- this time, Dave was driving, and I didn't have a driver's license yet. So I was with him in his car and his El Camino or wherever we were going. which I, And that came from Feltz, right? Yeah, the, Billy, Billy Feltz. You bought the El Camino from. And you started and, to race? Uh, yeah, I was already racing Junior Speedway and, and coming up. Oh, where I would have been in that in that time frame. So I must have been 13, 14 years old at that point. And then, oh yeah, must have 13, been 13. Yeah, I was. Yeah, because that make me about 18. That's about right. 
That's about right. That's about when you were the, the whole gumball thing. And <clears throat> yeah, when the gumball rally started kicking yeah. off. That was yeah. those were good times. <laughs> <laughs> and but that that period, it feels like it was a long time. You know, when you look back on that time frame. But the way you explain it now, those these things and all happen in short. Well, yeah, and I'm probably microbursting it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. It puts it into perspective, though. Because that's like 16, 17, 18. Um, I moved to Illinois at 25. So, you know, I don't remember at what point I actually kind of stopped racing and and became more of the mechanic. Um, I jumped in with, I don't recall who the first one was. I I I was fortunate enough to get to work with Sam. And that was kind of while I was riding. We worked together quite a bit, uh, right just before he went to England. Um, working with Sam, I got to work with the World Team Cup when, you know, Shuey had right when it was at Long Beach, which was, Eight, what an experience. Wow, what an experience. Wow. So that was nice. The Danes were hot 85. that night. Yeah, they, yeah. When aren't they? They were really? hot. Yeah, they were really hot. They came there and, and basically... Knutson. Yeah. Eric Gunderson. Hans Nielsen. Quite the team. We had a good Bo, team. Wasn't it Bo Peterson, too? We, I think it was Bo Peterson too. They they pretty much wiped us up. Well, we ran pretty good. Yeah, we ran good, but they they uh, yeah they handled it. <laughs> they handled it. Yeah. <laughs> we came out there with the stage coaches and all this stuff. They put all our riders. They sent all those guys out on trucks for the parade, and they brought our crew out there on like the back of a stagecoach with horses and stuff. Did, and, I don't remember. Yeah, that. Oh yeah, we did in fine Hollywood style. And then they just <laughs> even that and is, then they just. Yeah, but anyway, it was good times. <laughs> but but if, if you can, I mean, you as a driver, could you see Greg being have this kind of future he has? If if you looked at the way Greg rode from the very beginning, yeah, now, but then when when Greg started him, he just like today, just like today. I mean, this is the crazy part. He he makes it look so easy. And he did then, even as a kid on a bike that's so hard to ride. He rode it with such style. Oh my God! He had, I, I, I'm sorry. I, this is this is for real. Yeah. As ask, long as I look good, I was happy. That's ask, all that mattered. No, that's all to me. Matter. At that time, it's, it did. That's it wasn't all that even that. It was yeah. the fact that he he just loved to ride. He didn't care about winning. It wasn't about winning. Greg would come in last place and come in with the same smile as he would with first place. Wow. I didn't have that. It was win or die. Oh. I mean, I had to win. I had to win. I had to win. I would ram, crash, push, run. People didn't like me much. Oh, where? I caused accidents. Oh, okay. <laughs> you never caused accidents, did you? No. I just remember you being on the receiving end of lots of... I, yeah, I was sent to the wall quite a few times. And yeah, never your crazy. own fault. Most, of, most oh. of his injuries felt, you know, when I look back on him, was he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. It just... It was timing. Yeah. Yeah, because his abilities were ridiculous, you know, and he, not they were, and he was he was the guy that, from a kid, I'm like I'm just gonna backpedal a little bit, but you you throw him a frisbee, you throw him a football, you throw him a baseball, you throw him a skateboard, a BMX bike, a motocross bike, and it just it was just happened, you know, he can do it, he can do it all, it doesn't matter, and it was like, and he can explain it in a good way too, so he can teach you. He's got such a, a unique way of explaining it. And so for me, as a little brother, I had it made. Wow. I got to hang out with him, you know, with his buddies, you know, growing up and go listen to music at the at the Doherty's house or, you know, whatever was happened at that time. But the bowlers, the Corys, and, 
you saw what he could do. But he was always there teaching me how to pop wheelies on my bicycle. If I ate it or some dude knocked me off, he was up there going, ready to kick the guy's <laughs> ace, you know, and... It was uh, it was rad for me. I was lucky to have a big brother like this. So it was it was that killer. Cool. And he took, you know, I had a riff raff with my old man at one point where I <laughs> had to leave the house, and if it wasn't for for somebody to to take me and tune from the races for a little while, it it could have been another story. But see, you know, I don't I don't remember that. You know, I remember that. Yeah, I, I remember sure. I remember I went to jail one time in my life. So did I. One time. <laughs> And they let me out. It was like I had to do like a two-week thing because I didn't have the money to pay. And they let me out like, I don't know, four or five days. And they kick you out at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And they're like, you either get out now or you stay the rest of the term. So I, I called Greg at like 2 a.m. and he went all the way out to El Toro. To I do remember this. up from jail. I remember this now. <laughs> the one time it was well, on a traffic really, offense. Yeah. I didn't I have a warrant for a oh traffic offense. Oh, my God. Offense. I forgot about oh. that. <laughs> it wasn't like I, you know, I'm not like I'm a felon or nothing. I just... And not, I'm not a felon. I remember no. I forgot about this, but now but, I do remember. <laughs> but it, it, this is when you lived here. In, oh, We've always had a really to, to Europe. Greg Carey and I, I always had this crazy close relationship. That I mean, from what I remember of it, it's like you know, it's like the perfect relationship. I don't remember us fighting. I never do. No. I don't remember us ever really. I remember being angry, but I don't ever remember any hate or, or bad words said against each other. I don't remember oh. anything with you at all bad. I remember bickering with sis, you know, I don't because mean, we were probably they're too close in age. Because you guys always lived in the same room, and I had my own. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. <laughs> you were probably the guy. Thanks, coming mom. Up. Thanks, mom. You were Love the you. you were the conduit. You were the one who was coming, just trying to keep us from getting in trouble. <laughs> but can you have you ever beat Greg in, in Speedway? He beat me up. You know, they they did a they did a match race um, with Greg and Bruce. It's pretty public, you know, where he rode his junior Speedway bike, and then. He rode, uh, and then he rode Bruce's bike. Uh-huh. Well, before that one, Greg and I actually did one at Carlsbad. Did the same thing. I rode my bike, and I got, you know, I, uh, I think at the end, Greg won. Mm-hmm. And then Greg got on my bike, and he didn't, he didn't play around at all. He just flat out kicked my butt. <laughs> <laughs> and all I heard in the pits after that from the kids were, your brother kicked your brother. Because he was still little. Little oh, guy, yeah. you know. That was the only race I cared to win. Yeah. <laughs> of course, <laughs> my brother. <laughs> but you yeah. haven't raised that much then. But yeah, that, I mean, that I was, was pretty a highlight. Young still, too. I, I hmm. must have been 12 or 13. We never really competed. Ah, maybe 13. No. Greg and I never really ever competed against each other. By the time he came into the big bikes, I was mostly focused on on being a mechanic with Steve Lucero, which wow. was just a great couple years of my life. Had a wonderful time. Hey, you guys had hmm. some success, too. Yeah, it was a lot of work. It was good. But we always talk about this, like, and a lot of people ask, like, well, have you ever beat your brother? And we're like, no, actually, you know, I've never had the chance to really race him. We never no. did. So that's why I can tell everybody, I've just, I've never beat my brother. That's, that's cool. That's why you never fought, LA. No, that's right. I refuse to race against him. and, yeah. and um, That's not who Greg is, though. It's, no. not, it's not about winning anyway. It's just to go out and ride. And I, I got the privilege a year ago to go and spin laps with Greg. At wow. Paris, which for me was oh, yeah, blast. was a was highlight. Fun. I mean, it was wonderful. Wow! And it was really not that big a deal, but it was. It was, it was a really big deal <laughs> for me. It was because your oldest kid too was with us too, Jeremy. Yeah, and he came out and rode some laps, and he hadn't really ridden speedo bike ever before. He's my son, Jeremy. is just a fantastic. He's super talented athlete. 
motocross. I mean, you put him on anything. You give him anything, and he's just fantastic. Straight-A student since he was a kid. I mean, I, I'm, the, I'm the luckiest dad. I truly am. Apple don't fall far from the tree. Nah. You know, I see. I don't believe that. No, but you know what? It doesn't matter. However, it's you look probably, at it, it's probably hanging close to mama. Maybe. Well, <laughs> no, but today, can you see yourself uh, as Greg told you that you could do whatever you? In got? today's oh yeah, can you no, see I've what, had nothing. If, if you just had the eyes for it, or if you were concentrated and looked at people that could do it, and you just follow it, or do you did you just have the skills? Do I? Do you understand the question or no? I don't. I mean, like, do you, I mean, do you look at yourself and see that like you you just have the the natural skills to just to do things when you grab something you feel like you have a feel oh. for it like you know I like picking I, up a hammer can you just pick up a hammer hit the nail first time and I, I don't know I've, I've been blessed really God gave me this gift to whatever I really kind of put my mind to what I really want to do I can. You know, I'm like a jack of all trades, but I'm really a, a master of none. You know, I. Yeah. I thought um, that's what I think. In the background, you have all this. You have Google everything I, and look at all the guys, and but you never told them, and just swing that frisbee or whatever. Just on a, on a side note, I, I kind of ride the the coattails of two famous people. I, I ride the coattail of my famous brother Greg. Oh come on. And my father, Bill Schneider, in my in the industry that I come into is, is brick paving. In North America, my, my father is brick paving. I mean, he is the man. Oh. And, uh, and I was fortunate enough to be trained by him, by the best. So in the industry that I'm in... He's pretty dang well-known. Yeah, I'm, I, I carry a big name. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm Greg Hancock's brother, too. So, <laughs> so I wa cool. they walk. <laughs> people treat me different at Speedway, too, you know? Oh, and um, it's... It's not because of anything that I've done, but, you know, there's, I'm pretty fortunate. But yeah. if I had to work hard, but yeah, I'm a pretty fortunate guy. For sure. And here, here you go. I'll throw a couple more things at you just because, mm -hmm. like, we're talking mainly about Speedway, and now, of course, he's doing brick paving, but yeah. our family's background is from the automotive industry, mm -hmm. so automotive paint industry, I should say, so both mom and dad, our uncle... Um, I don't know if Grandpa had a little bit too, maybe Grandpa Hancock on, on, dad, on our dad's side. But Dave has been an automotive painter. He knows how to fix cars. He knows how, probably one of the most rad traits he's got. That bummer. Super <laughs> he's a, did you say bummer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. You Sorry got a boner. That. Bummer. Sorry about bummer. that. Was that the dog? Like, because he wanted to go yeah. outside. Yeah. So he rings Such the bell. Such a boner. Oh my gosh, dude. The dog. You don't don't bring words like that into the podcast. I have a Which really. One? I have a really. What did I say? You, you said it's just a real big bummer that that yeah. the dog had to ring the bell and wanted oh, to go outside. Oh, so we shouldn't mm. say bummer on the show. Okay. No, All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bummer. It's a positive this, this show. show. That's his positive. It's positive. So yeah. don't say there's that's nothing. What I, that's why I'm happy about Greg. He is the most positive. It's a cool thing. It's you a, can ring the doorbell. See, some of us have a knack for just making it positive. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the way I see what he said was pretty positive too. But anyway, yeah. as we were saying, the guy is a color matcher, or was. Wow. He could match colors, you know, when, you know, that period. I don't know if they still do it the same today or not, but... I don't know. The dude has got an eye for colors and could... But again, I was taught from my Uncle Tom, who was like the master in Stan Bats. Right. Who my mom's... When I, when I was born, my mom Modest. worked for Stan yeah. Bats. 
And this guy was like the color match extraordinaire who taught my uncle, in turn, who taught me. So, I mean, but if you don't see you it, you're never going to get it. Exactly. Can you actually be taught how to see colors? I mean, no, it's yeah. it, again, it's just something to, it's something I wanted to do. I really did. And yeah. I actually, I went to another paint store and I said, I want to do this. And do you have any experience? No. So like my first day, they hired me as a color matcher. I'd never done it. And I just figured it out. <laughs> but you had to talk them to it. Huh? You had to talk them to, to hire you. Yeah, basically. I mean, my mom, in those days, <laughs> wow, man, this is good. In those days, um, my mom could get me a job at the drop of a hat. I mean, when I painted cars. She had a lot of contacts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom was well connected in the industry. I mean, in that industry, she's yeah, she I mean, knows everything. Especially in our, our part of the world here. Everybody yeah. loved Carl. Mm-hmm. As we talked in the first yeah. podcast. <laughs> Sorry, everybody, you can't hear this, but uh, Dave's dog, Big Bad Jack here, he's, first he rings the bell when he wants to go outside the door to, to do his duties, and then he just jumps up on the window yeah, just, and knocks on it. You all see a picture of it, just so you yeah. see it. <laughs> Maybe we have to take a picture of that. That would be righteous. He's going, dudes, it's sprinkling out here in 50 and SoCal. It's freezing. <laughs> What's up, Jack? <laughs> Jump up there, buddy. <laughs> All right, let's get back to this podcast. We didn't come here to take pictures okay. of Jack. Welcome no. back, Jack. Yeah. Don't come back no more, no more. <laughs> so anyway, Davey's yeah. been a color matcher. He's been a, a speedway rider. He's been a mechanic. He's now uh, into brick paving. And I shouldn't say just not just brick paving. It's decorative paving. It's... It, it it is. It's it's brick paving. That's I mean that's how it's called. It's um, it's not upright, which would be a mason. We do all flat work. Mm-hmm. Um, we do well. There's not so many driveways. We don't do it much any residential roads, parking lots, plazas, you know, sidewalks, whatever's required. Have you ever worked at anybody famous's house? Michael Jordan. Wow. <laughs> that's what yeah. I wanted him to say. Yeah. yeah I mean that, that was a really cool. And there's a lot of rules behind that one. But, yeah, it's just cool to say you were there and yeah. actually got to talk to him. The rule was you weren't to look at him. You weren't to speak to him unless spoken to. Nothing went on or off. You didn't take anything. No garbage, anything left the premises. Uh-huh. Nothing. Really? Everything went to an incinerator because even garbage would get eBayed. Oh. Rad. Does. Yeah, the guy had his own color, his own paver. Everything was one time. That's okay. so sweet. He's yeah. I've always that guy's always been a hero and an idol for numerous reasons. I mean, he's Michael Jordan. He's Air Jordan. He's yeah. He's he's the goat in my in my mind. And uh, pretty stoked to know that my brother could work his house. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> it's cool. It was <laughs> Can I touch you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's funny though because he's working in the place and you know a bus just a guy's front yard. A bus will just drive up. People get out, take pictures in front. Off they go. Oh. But that's, yeah, that was a cool place. But you've done this for a long time now. I've done brick paving now for 20. I started when I was 25. I left California because of my um, problem with drugs, and I, I saw no way clear. I just didn't, I couldn't get out of it. I was going further and further in the wrong and wrong direction. It's taken over my life, for sure. Hmm. Uh, luckily for me, the good Lord gave me a chance to go somewhere and, and do something different. 
And you yeah. had Bill Schneider open up. Yeah, yeah he, he accepted right? me, yeah. He, yeah. he said, all right, come on. You're not going to like it here. It's not California. And this was Illinois. This is Illinois. Yeah. And, you know, I went and I hated it and I continued and I, <laughs> and I you know, I fought it until I just accepted the fact that this is what I was going to do. Wow. I grasped that I wanted to be good at it. I just decided, okay, if I have no, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing, there was nothing for me here. So I went there for about three or four years. All I did was work and back and forth to the yard, just learning what I could, driving tractors in the yard on the weekends just to get experience. And stay warm, keep moving. <laughs> well, <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you start work as, like for day one when you went? Well, day one when I got there, actually, the, when I flew in the next morning, I went actually yeah, straight out to on a job site with the superintendent. I went on like a drive for a day just to see what they do, and he kind of gave me the lowdown, what is expected of me. What was that like? Oh. It was scary. Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, I, I went from everything that was normal to me, and, and in, in my crazy attic mind, I, that's not what I wanted to do because that's not, I didn't know what to do. Did you see yourself coming back here at that point? Was I hoped. That early? Yeah. When I first left, yeah, I only planned on going there for a short time just to get my act together and come back. That was the plan. Right. I had no intentions on staying. But you Honestly, stayed for? 27 years. In Illinois? Mm-hmm. No, no. Hey, no. no. <laughs> That's a, um, I went to, for the first year I moved to Illinois. Um, I started to work. I worked there for about a month or so, got my own apartment, and then I got shipped out of town, out of state, to do a job. And I was there basically the whole year, about six months. Oh. So when, when I got back, <clears throat> started. I worked a little bit more in Illinois, and then I got sent over to Ohio for another job to kind of finish the year out. Came back, and winter went by, whatever. The next season, they asked me to go down to Ohio to do a job, which we ended up moving there. Wow. I lived in Ohio then for 10 years. What year did you meet Denise, your wife? Did you meet her there early in the... What? Come on. So I'm trying to figure this out. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta set up the time frame because you guys were in Illinois, and then I can tell you. Okay, wait a minute. I'm gonna bail myself. Out. I don't know the year. I'm just gonna bail myself out of this one. <laughs> no, I know what's 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 really cool. Here's a cool one. I got married the same year you won your first world championship, yeah, and my that. wife will tell you that's the only reason why I know that year. Oh, that's <laughs> so cool. See, at least you're open about it. You know, <laughs> it's true. She won't listen to the podcast, so you can say whatever you want. No. <laughs> yeah, but mom's going to hammer me. Sorry, mom. Okay, let me rephrase. We can always edit this. That's we the were, No, we were. No, anyway, yeah. listen, listen. No, we were uh, about three about three or four years before. Because she lived in, I mean, if we're going in to meet my wife. Yeah. I lived in yeah. Illinois. I mean, I lived in Ohio, excuse me. And I had a friend that actually moved down with us from Illinois, from our company. His name was Ryan Taylor. A great friend still to this day. Rick works for Decorative Paving, which was a big company that we owned that Ryan is now one of the owners. Uh-huh. He bought it out when my father was, you know, finally said, okay, enough of that one. Mm-hmm. So you um, met Denise while you were in... I lived in... Ohio. Ohio then. Okay, yeah. I thought you met her when you were in Illinois. That's why. That's where I was going with the question. And, oh. and that's how, yeah. but that's why we got married in Illinois. Right. Brian Taylor's girlfriend, 
his name, her name was Julie. Her best friend was Denise. That's uh, how we met, and so on and so forth. Right. Now three kids later, and mm-hmm. two <laughs> twenty years of marriage. Yeah, that's twenty right. years of wonderful marriage at that. Mm-hmm. She is my and three She's boys. my strength. She's my power. She's she has made a huge difference in who I am today. If it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't be here. Honestly, honestly, honestly. Wow. If it wasn't for her support through my darkest days, I, she's my rock. She's the strongest woman I've ever met in my life. No, That's no, cool. No, because she's been through she's a, a state of, of bad of cancer ass. too, and it's been. <laughs> she's been through, yeah. So wow. it's uh, through hell and back, and then I put her through another round of it, you know. And but she stuck by my side, and and we worked together, and you know, right now we're as good as ever. That is cool. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, obviously you're. You've been my big brother. You've been my hero like that forever. And today you're even more of a hero because of of all this stuff that you've done and been through and, and had to grasp life by the, the gonads. I won't say the other B word. No. Because that's Stefan's favorite word. <laughs> but uh, when, how, if we can ask, did you f- decide, I'm, I'm going to... I'm gonna take care of this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make it good. I'm gonna find my way out. And you know, they they say um, in the programs and all the different rehabilitations, and you hit a bottom. It's kind of, they call it a rock bottom. I hear people say that. And, and they talk know. about it. You know, and the worst bottom, then you only go so far. The bottom, the bottom just goes until you're dead. Really, there's never really a, a bottom. It's until it's until, until we wake up. Right. Instead of you know, like you said, grasp life by the gonads. Actually, I had to let release a little bit. Oh. I was holding on too tight. Oh, I was too wound up, you know. Oh. I was too. I was overly. Um, what What made me decide? It's like they say in the program that it takes work, and it's true. And then I and I did the work and I did the work. But for me now, it's not work anymore. It's just it's just survival. Mm. Honestly, mm. it's survival. Because yeah. you know one, one's not enough. Sure. One's too much. You know, but it's just it. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't stop once I start. That's the reality of it. Well, it's, you hear so many things, you know, we, we meet so many people, we've been involved with so many people, and I, you know, there's another really good friend of our families here that we don't need to mention any, but he still says, you know, he's sober for so many years, but he's still really thirsty, you know, and it's cool to hear that, because these guys are the guys that we look up to, because, man, they've done it, you know, and so far they're, they're, they're living it, and they're, they're still here, and they're figuring it out, and, and our good buddy from, from Australia, Mullet. Thank you, Mullet. I mean, yeah, he's a big... He reminds me every time I see him on Facebook, you know, every time I see his picture, every time I see his post, that's something, he's my blessing. Because he reminds me. He reminds me what's coming if I'm not careful. Wow. The people that I've met, I mean, when I went to Poland, when Greg won his world championship, you know, I was having a great time at the Monster Party afterwards. I was having a great time. And Rich came up to me. He's yeah. like, you're not supposed to be doing that. 
<laughs> Sparkling water, buddy. I'm okay. <laughs> so, but he was looking after me. Yeah, you know that was good. Yeah, yeah and there's there's so many people that Greg. I mean, the dirty dogs. They, I mean, these guys are my. Don't my re- brothers. Don't and reveal everything about the dirty dogs. I, I will, just refer just, to just the dirty the, dogs. Yeah. Their support is beyond help. And they're they're they're, they're uh, awesome. They're a rad group of dudes. I, I, can't, I can't I can't say enough. And it's, and it's a I've only met them one time, but they're like brothers. Yeah. No, and cool. you met them the same time you met this guy sitting next to me, Mr. Yes. Stephen Janelle. Yeah, yeah, I'm Poland, yeah. And it was the same he, time you didn't met them first time. Yes. Yeah. And, and all, that's the only time. Oh, oh I saw Mata afterwards mm-hmm. one other time. Who? Was that, was that other guy, that other dog? Oh, right. The oh. cool thing is, like, the Dirty Dogs, this group of individuals that we, <laughs> we try to keep anonymous, it's a group of uh, mix of nationalities. You have Americans, you have Swedes, and you have uh, an odd uh, Danish Guys, so there's some Vikings that are mixing with us cowboys and Indians over here, or whatever you want to call us. Yeah, you know what? It's just Greg's got himself surrounded with some really bitching people. That's all I can say. I'm very lucky, and you mentioned Rich like that too. And you know, the people we surround ourselves with are the ones who who help us, look after us, take care of us, and and entertain us at the same time. So we are fortunate, and uh, that's how I ran across this guy sitting next to me too. So it's the same same situation. But like we said. The mullet, these guys, they, they talk about you got to go to the basement. You hear these stories, and we don't know. We don't understand that, obviously, and we never will. But every little bit has helped these people that I've spoken to because I'm, you're my bro. Mm-hmm. And they, they tell you stories, and, like, I want to know, how, how do I do this? You know, we've obviously felt so much for you and feel the pain that we can, but we don't really know what you're going through. We can just assume that we know what's happening. And guys like that, the mullet is a hero, you know, and guys like an angel. And he just gave me so many pieces of information and so many tools and things that you can try to use. And uh, just says, you know, you'll, you'll never understand. And, you know, we, we as uh, uh, alcoholics or whatever you want to call us, you know, we, we are, um, we're different. And we're backward. <laughs> it takes the drink, you know, it's like the, the two posts. You got a red post and a blue post. Yeah. You put that drink in and you crosswire. Everything's backward. You think backwards, you do things backwards. You just, and there's no one crossing it. Oh. And I hope that Brian doesn't mind us using his name here, but I, he's, a, he's a rad dude, dude, and this is all good. This is all positive, and that guy is... I, yeah, I think yeah. he'd probably be all right with it. I don't know, though. It's, <laughs> as long as you don't get too deep into what, what we do to keep where we are. Dude, you're talking about it, so you're, and our, that's the, our break. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's, it's my blessing today. I have today, and I have this. I, I get to sit here in front of you guys. You know, there's a lot of things that one of those will, I couldn't be here to do that. Can I, I have a really big question, I yes, think. Sir. Uh, I thought you were going to say you had a really big yeah, yeah, question. I have like a big question. I'm the big question. You, you can help me if I get it wrong, but I think that if you have, if you had one thing that you can say to anyone that has the same problem or the same thing, what would that be? Because I think it's the same thing. It's about winning, winning back life or winning back to be strong, not to take next glass or whatever. Is it one or two things that you can say that actually helps or helped you or that you can think about or? 
Okay. <laughs> well, I guess the simple reality of it is if anybody's listening and you feel like you do need a problem, you're in the right place right now. Act on that. Otherwise, there's no two words that'll really make it better. Other than there is, there is that out. There is an out. And there is a program that can help you to get that out. You just got to talk to more people that are like you. Yeah. I go to my meetings because I need to talk to people. It's like my reset. It, it helps me to remember my past, which my past is my blessings because my blessings are some of those things that I did. Now that I remember, I don't want to do that again. In, in the disease, you, you lose that. But there's no two, I don't think there's two words you can say, truly. But if you're in the right mind and you feel like you have a problem, right now you're in the right place. That's the thing, to realize that I have a yeah. problem. I mean, that's, that's the whole beginning. That's if you can understand that you have a problem, continue with that. And then if you can just live it for right now, and stay in the right now, because once you start getting help, if you could just stay in the now, because that's where me, I struggled. And there's a lot of similarities in people like us. Um, you can't stay in the now. You want you want to see the future, but the problem is you want to create it too. Yeah. And it's a big letdown when your creation don't happen. This is all part of. But I mean, now we're going into it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, but this is. But that's cool. That, that's that, what. That's what it's about, though. I mean, it's yeah. it's the simple realities of, of be nice to your neighbor. You don't have that. No. Finding gratitude. That was my problem. Hmm. That, 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 I was never yeah. grateful. I was never satisfied. I was greedy. I had all those evil sins, you know. That's that's what causes it. It's, it's all stems from fear. It's fear. It's fear-based. Anything that... Can be... Anything that... Um, yeah, can, like, trigger it. <laughs> like yeah. like the cat up there going trying to grab grab something or yeah. or, or sorry the, yeah, oh, the cat mean, was on the you counter. Mean, you mean like a cat that's gonna start drinking water and, and make a bunch of noise for the podcast and we're gonna go <laughs> oh man we gotta edit that out yeah <laughs> hey anyway you know what you made a you opened a lot of eyes and I know this isn't just a podcast and we're not just saying it. Uh, it wasn't, you, it's not easy, I, honestly. I mean, I, it feels it feels like the right thing. Sure does. It feels good. I think it's a really but, it's uh, really the right thing because it's. I, I like I said, I'm super. I'm glad that I got it to do it with you, man. Hey, you're my bro, and I'm proud to talk to people about my brother. And I'm not afraid to talk about what you've been through and where you are today because it also gives me good vibes and good feelings to to talk about it and explain it and I learn and I meet people like Brian Hoare by doing it who have helped me to understand the same thing because you're my bro you're right on right and that's what it is we all want to be happy we want to be hey today today we are yeah we want to win yeah exactly today we are tomorrow's a new day start again but uh, uh, in oh you know what yeah we had some in this point in the podcast. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Is it game time. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it kind it kind of is, and we uh, we have to judge every podcast <clears throat> differently because you never know <laughs> what kind of guest you're going to get, and you never know what they're going to like and what you know. But anyway, we have like forty five seconds, and we usually say, "Can you?" Um, we ask you questions, random questions, out of the blue. Okay. And you got to answer them, or we say forty five seconds. Tell us something about David Hancock Schneider that we don't know. Didn't I just do that? Oh, didn't I already win? <laughs> yeah, Pretty yeah. much. So we have to ask you questions, right? Well, you knew it. <laughs> or no? I want. I want to make that question. Something can I, I don't. Can I just come up with something else? Yeah. I want you to tell us some, in forty-five seconds something about Greg that we don't know, <laughs> or that he don't know, doesn't know. He can't do that. He can't do that. He knows everything. Oh, yeah, but... You stumped him. Look, he can't even think. <laughs> but it's a hard question, but it's cool to say. Well, I told you, I went to jail. Did you know Greg went to? <laughs> no. You want to know for what? Yeah. Oh, 45, 45 seconds. seconds. Oh, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's over, right? No, 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 go. You can tell. Yeah, I went to jail once. Go <laughs> tell him why. Listen, right, yeah, I, this is the best. This is the best. It's, on my, rec- it's on my record. I'm done, you know, wherever he's happens. A, he's freaking... It's, I'm a felon. These guys were crazy. They took some... They took some tubing and a funnel, and they were shooting water balloons at boats. Oh. And the police took, what, four or five of them to jail? <laughs> to make an example. <laughs> I wasn't there. You For were? You went. It wasn't me. Was it five minutes? Or I'm going to do the bill. How cool is that, though? For shooting water balloons. For shooting water balloons. What happened is our great friend, the Busby family, (laughs) 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 who are the the raddest people and some of our best friends ever from childhood right up to present day. But (laughs) I can't say that I was guilty, but because you're with the wrong group of people, (laughs) you're automatically Guilty. guilty. And we we're on their dock. They had a dock out front of their house on Balboa Island. And yeah, we were shooting water balloons out into the bay and hit into boats. But there was Mr. Pink, Pinkney, Pink, Pinkley, Pinkley, who lived right next door to the Busbies, the old oh. guy. Oh, uh, I didn't know the story. I, I'm not sure. I, I doubt that Mr. Pinkley's with us today. And so God rest his soul. And we're really sorry. They're really sorry. I'm just apologizing for them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there was there was a couple of individuals in our group who decided to turn the water balloon launcher the other way from oh, the dock see, and fire back at Mr. Pinkney's house. Mr. Pinkney, that was his name yeah. this came. Fire water balloons back at his house and yeah. thought it was really funny. And, and uh, as it turned out, we found ourselves oh, running down the street on our, on our bicycles trying to get away from the cops coming down the alley <laughs> who stopped us. And it was a rainy day. I remember I had this great big <laughs> yellow... Justice Brothers jacket that my dad, one of my dad's jackets because it was raining on Balboa Island it never rained in California but it was that day and I had my dad's big jacket on his Justice Brothers jacket and the police took us and stopped us all right in the alley and we were like three houses away from Busby's house ten years old ten years old ten years old <laughs> just a bunch of kids man. and they arrested probably five of us or six of us however many they could stop in the back seat this many. peak yeah, and they took us to the Newport Beach police station and called the parents. Call our parents. And our parents, you know, as cool as they were, they thought <laughs> they found it kind of hilarious in one way. So they just thought they would let us sit there for a while. Oh. 
<laughs> so they let it sit there for a while. And then my dad <laughs> picks me up, but he brings, I think he brought Dennis Segalis. Or he brought two know. guys with him. Maybe Bobby Schwartz and Dennis. But he brought a couple of speed readers. There could have been Cookie, John Cook. But he brought a couple of guys who were our heroes with him to pick us up. Oh. So, of course, when I walked out and I was crying and feeling bad, it was just a sweet, just in a holding cell with nothing major. But when we came out of there, I was, I was all teared up. And there's all those guys standing there cracking up, loving every minute of it. So it's, uh, it was anyway, amazing. I don't know which one of them was there with Dad, but it was, it was awesome. So, yeah, I went to jail. Yeah. Done that. Then they're done that, so. Yeah. All right. I'm still grinning. <laughs> Just got a black mark. I wonder if that's on my record. No, I don't know. I don't think, no, I don't think <laughs> there was an actual <laughs> report made. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of a cool story. It is kind of cool. You haven't told me that. Uh, no, now you know. Now you know. Thanks, Dave. All right. <laughs> what else you want? Love you, Davey. <laughs> what else you want? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, Dave. Okay. You got something else to say? I don't know if we want to talk about Halloween candy. Mm-mm. Oh, don't go there. You know, you had 48 seconds. You're done. Okay, that's over. You're done. You next can, one. Hopefully, you can we, can, next one. we can make another episode with Dave later uh, on. I don't think. I think he said it out. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Just request. Yeah, request to Stefan. Request to Stefan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, send your request. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> here's Stefan's email address. It's <laughs> Stefan at B-O... Oh, no, no. oh. Um... <laughs> Davey, I love you like a brother. I love you too, brother. Thank you so much. Good Thank times. You. Good times. Dave has a, a crazy busy mm-hmm. schedule. He's a family man, three boys, and a wife that's working too. And uh, you Very know, similar. Uh, he hasn't got a lot of time on his hands to sit and do broadcasts like this or podcasts. And Stefan's on a whirlwind tour, and he's doing the same. So we're, we're, we're stopping in where we can to catch up with... Uh, our wonderful families, friends, and and whoever else we can get, like Monster Joe, and yeah. having a good old chat. So, uh, love you, bro. Thanks again, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Real Forty Five podcast. Stefan, you have any final words for everybody? Yeah, please follow us and comment and rate us at iTunes, Acast, or Podbean. I think the the web address is real45.podbean.com check us out and listen listen like us rate us whatever you can share it with all your friends and family we want to we want to grow this thing and we want to we have more a lot of more cool people we're going to talk to and we want to talk to so yeah be kind to us be kind to each other and uh, what is it what do they say out there be good be good be good people be good people yeah, all right. Be and good, care. Be good people, yeah. you got to care for one another. I'm just yeah. going to give Stefan a hug now. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to hug him. <laughs> all right. Hey, you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And uh, we're going to leave it at that. So uh, uh, peace, peace out. Peace. peace out. Keep it real. Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out. Yeah, today is a new day. Let's season now and get hype. We talking about our careers, our family, and just life. Yeah, share my story with you. Inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gon' keep it live. I keep episodes on replay. Hey, Real 45. Yeah, Real 45. Show them how we do it, man. Yeah.